What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I'm wearing the exact same outfit as the Coffee Games episode. Woo! We're here with episode 128, where we're going to be talking with Nick DiPaolo about his game, Adam's Ascending. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. All right. All right. We're here. We're here. My headphones are a little too big. but Your headphones are a little too big. Yeah, that's it. But uh, Liz, how are you doing? I'm good. Cool. I made chocolate chip cookies today. Awesome. I have to say they're probably the best ones I've made so far in our marriage. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't had them yet. You haven't. No, but I will probably after this episode. Who knows? Yeah, probably. Or while we're recording our other podcast, What's the Biz? Uh, you should check out that podcast. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, before we get into uh, the, the, the first segment, uh, some business uh, to, to take care of. Uh, Liz and I are doing some little powwows here and there about maybe some changes coming to the channel. Uh, chan- I'll just say that uh, some changes coming to the channel, but mm-hmm. uh, whether it be you know 128 subscribers as we do now, it could be one subscriber. We want to treat all of you with the respect that you have uh, taken the time to subscribe, you've taken the time to watch our videos, and we want to keep you updated of what's going on. So if we do make any big changes that we're thinking about. Uh, we will let you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully in the future, uh, this will be for the betterment of the content that you'll be getting. So, uh, yeah, uh, I just want to say that. Yeah, you know, I don't want betterment a word. I, I it is now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just want to keep you all all yeah. of you updated so that you know what you're going to get when you subscribe to the channel. So, yes. uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing. We've mm-hmm. gotten past 100 subscribers, and I'm just thankful for all of you. Whether you watch the channel or not, you've taken the time to just hit that subscribe button. So, uh, But yeah, so let's just uh, let's get started. Uh, if you want to hear more of maybe what our plans are, we might talk about it on What's the Biz. The next one comes out every Tuesday. It's audio only. The link will be down below. Uh, but we're also on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. So you can also follow us individually i'm at ace the grocer and i'm at journey first uh you can also follow us on instagram games groceries all one word where you can see behind the scenes photos uh some memes here and there and as well as some questions i will ask you about the discussion on this podcast you can uh, follow us on twitter instagram and even facebook and i will ask you a question that involves uh this very discussion that we're going to be having with a guest so mm-hmm. uh get on the conversation follow us on social media there we also have a website gamesgroceries.com where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website as well as you can find out where the new you listen to the audio versions of the podcast as well as some articles I've written in the past. I hope I have time to re- write more articles, but I simply don't. Uh, yeah. And if you haven't yet, if you're new to the channel, what's up? How you doing? You're doing good? I think I st- stole Curtis Connors' uh, intro, but that, that it is what it is. Uh, be sure to click that subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out as well as our uh, weekly videos. So uh, stay tuned for that. And with all that said and done, enough chit-chat. Yeah, Adam. Enough of that. Let's just go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watch in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, uh, maybe soon HBO Max, and we will like to recommend it, re- give you a recommendation or not a re- recommendation. My goodness. You got this. But 
this week's uh, movie minutes, uh, this whole month of movie minutes, uh, in the month of December, maybe a couple weeks after into January, we're going to be uh, reviewing uh, Christmas movies uh, over on streaming channels. Uh, yes, Christmas movies, because we're in the Christmas season. We want to give you some sparkly joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of our usual uh, rating systems, which is a avoided all cause pass, uh, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, we're going to give you out of five jingles, uh, one being It's the Matrix. It's not actually a Christmas movie. And five being Elf uh, or the Santa Claus, something that's clearly a, cl- a Christmas classic. Uh, so with that said, we have this movie for you. It's found on Netflix. It came out. Uh, Netflix says 2019. Uh, IMDb says 2018. So uh, uh, I think 2019. Uh, it's called Christmas Breakin'. Oh, my Woo-hoo. God. Yay. Uh, except, uh, uh, so opening thoughts go. Um, so we were not planning on watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, originally I had suggested something else, but then we found out it was a musical and it would have killed Adam. Yep. <laughs> so we we quick looked for other Christmas movies to watch. And this one was like, oh, this one looks cute. Yeah. Let's watch this. And it was a cute idea. Mm-hmm. It was, um, basically another version of home alone a, a worse version it's it's actually worse like you think the parents in home alone are mm-hmm. bad yeah these parents are worse yeah like much worse right uh, uh i don't i don't really have any starter thoughts i have okay. a lot of thoughts on this movie. well let, let me get started with my first note here by the way uh i have my glasses on again uh, reason being because I don't want to keep doing this because I'm blind as a bat. Uh, you're going to have to deal with a ring light in my glasses. It's okay, babe. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, so far, as this movie begins, not off to a good start. Um, it was a cute start. I, uh, okay, let me get into this. Uh, cute as it may be, B, but... Uh, the whole thing, Christmas break-in, it has to do with these three criminals. By the way, one of the people in the criminals uh, was in another movie that we reviewed last year for Christmas Movie Minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, My Brother the Time Traveler, I believe it was called. That was yeah, a great movie. This was, one, that was a cute movie. This one, however, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but it starts with some criminals who do a robbery. Uh, they do a break-in of a Salvation Army. Yeah. To do, uh, to take their change. Yeah, they didn't take like cash or things. They they, they took, took quarters. quarters. Uh, so fantastic, great setup there. Uh, also there is a guitar problem. There's a problem with oh, the little girl needs to get her guitar. It's a school day, so she's expecting it to get it the morning before school, I guess. So there's a problem with there. Uh, also there's a dog in the school. Yeah, the there janitor a, just like brings his dog to school. Just brings his dog. What I, ifs? No yeah, one has a problem. No one has it. a problem. Just a dog at a school. I mean, I love my doggos and all that, but so far, it's just the story. It's just so, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, clearly from the beginning, you get that her parents can be forgetful mm-hmm. because she, like, writes on their heads, like, don't forget her you're getting my guitar today. Right. And she she didn't think she was getting her guitar that morning. Her friends did, which was stupid. Yes, her because friends. Because she wrote on her parents' hands 3 o'clock. Yes. She reminded them, like, I get out of school at 3. You're picking me up at 3 to go get my guitar. And her parents forget her. A lot. And now... This now, is not the first time. And now there's, uh, there's Christmas break happening. And by the way, 
the the movie uses Christmas break to exist as a Christmas movie. And so uh, yeah. there's a snowstorm coming in and the whole school evacuates. There's the, the Christmas recitals uh, canceled. And so the whole story sets up is that the school goes away and leaves the nine-year-old. Like they made it seem like it's perfectly normal for all the faculty and staff yeah. to leave when a child hasn't been picked up. They yet. were conscious that they were leaving the nine-year-old. They're like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And yeah. they're like, yeah, my parents are like, late. It, okay. You're going to be okay. The most responsible adult in this movie was the janitor. Yeah. Like, and even he left. And even he left. But he at least like let her into the school. He made sure. Because like he yeah. knew her. He knew her parents. Mm -hmm. So if anything was really wrong, he would have been contacted. I guess so. Yeah. And it's But out of, he at least noticed there was still a child sitting in the front steps of school waiting for their parents to pick them up. Yeah. And, and it's just like there's things that happen in this movie. And the, and the, and the whole premise is that the school is on lockdown. Boom. Uh, OK. Little girl stays in the school because there's a snowstorm. She's upset because her parents forgot her. Uh, and there's this guitar problem. She still wants her guitar. And then the criminals come into the school. Christmas break in because, you know, contrivances. Uh, and that's the other thing. That's my other notes is that to call this movie contrived would actually be a compliment to this movie. Uh, if you don't know what it means to be contrived, it's that uh, things kind of happen for the sake of the story. Mm -hmm. But this one, things are just kind of happening. Yeah. There's, th there's really no reason for these things to be happening. Yeah. And movie just is movie. Yeah. And there's really no reason for it. There isn't. And I, you know, we, we pointed out that, you know, they used it being Christmas break to drive this movie. But really, I pointed out, I'm like, this movie could have been done any weekend of the school year yes. with a rain, like a thunder, like a big storm happening. It didn't need to be snow. Yeah. Could have been any type of storm that would cause the thieves to use the school for shelter. It's it's a it's a completely just things happen kind of movie yeah and let's go into our final thoughts uh so out of five jingles what did you give this i gave it two a two jingles why is that um because like i said it didn't need to be set during christmas time and honestly it didn't even need to be set like it didn't need to be set during winter either but even though they used christmas time mm -hmm. again it could have been done over a weekend they didn't really talk about christmas except for the last scene yeah and the fact that it was christmas break um yeah and the acting was not not great it wasn't um, the acting that i hate it was the writing yeah the writing was bad yeah and the the writers his professional name in the middle of it is spanky yeah um and then really what saved this movie was they had bloopers at the end and i live for bloopers yeah it, it's a problem when the bloopers are more entertaining than the movie yeah uh, I also gave it a two because, like you said, there is Christmas involved, uh, but very much, very barely. I, I would have ranked, and if you watched last year's, uh, when we uh, watched Last Christmas, I gave that more of a Christmas vibe than yeah. this one. Oh, yeah, that definitely had more Christmas vibe. And Last Christmas was just no reason why yeah. it had to be Christmas, and that had more Christmas vibe. Though I do say, watch the... First scene of the family, mm -hmm. and then skip to the last scene on Christmas Day. Uh, that wait, what movie are you talking about? This movie. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the last scene is just hilarious if you have the context. Yes. Of the movie. Yes. Because it's so is ridiculous. Oh my god! Like, Who wrote this? Just it's like get the premise from the beginning of the movie, and then just skip to the last scene on Christmas Day, and it's hilarious. So. 
on a regular scale, this would be an avoid at all cost yeah. because the entire one hour and 42 minutes, all I kept screaming at the screen was, who wrote this? Send him to jail. Yeah, it was it was fun for us to make fun of. That's uh, so that's our thoughts on uh, Christmas Break-In. It's on Netflix. If you want a very poorly written movie, go ahead and watch it, I guess. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> it was awful. But Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies are better than this movie. So if you're up for the challenge, it's on Netflix. Go ahead, watch it for yourself. But I, I t- please don't. <laughs> um, t- definitely watch uh, Operation Christmas Job. That's yes. so far the best Christmas movie we've so- seen so far this year on yeah. Netflix. So yeah. check that out. Uh, but all that said and done, let's just you know, let's let's just uh, why why don't we do this? Why don't we just go into our second segment? The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. I don't know what's going on, except I do, because I wrote these things down. Um, yeah, so, uh, Business Twins, why don't we get started here? Oh, uh, business Twins, uh, with our number three gaming news, which is about Bad Robot Games. Uh, uh, which is, if you don't know, Bad Robot is J.J. Abrams' uh, film company. Uh, in 2018, he made a uh, gaming company mm-hmm. called Bad Robot Games. Uh, and just recently, they just made their CEO. Oh, man, this is really bad. I can't remember her name. Oh, no, she was a former uh, uh, Valve CEO, and I'm, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so J.J. Abrams made this uh, game studio. 2018 but now they're making an in-game studio they're they're making an in-house game studio mm-hmm. uh it is still bad robot games but here's the thing it the they just assigned general manager michael booth if you don't know who michael booth is he is the creative designer behind left for dead and he's also the ceo and creator of um turtle rock uh turtle rock studios i believe it's called mm-hmm. who is also making uh back for blood uh, when I wrote this uh, news piece down, this was before the game news. Or, or, I'm game sorry. Awards. Thank you. Uh, before the game awards, and we saw Back for Blood, and I mm-hmm. just thought, wait, so Michael Booth is being a general manager at Bad Robot, and he's doing Back for Blood? That's crazy. I mean, I so. it's it's not impossible, but no. good for Michael Booth. Yeah. So, uh, busy man. And I want to read this quote, and it's from uh, Michael Booth, uh, who has this to say. My career has driven my, um, sorry, my career has been, oh my goodness. Here we go, Adam. Okay, three, two, one. My career has been driven uh, by a desire to innovate new ways of bringing people together for epic adventure online, uh, leaving them with exciting stories they can tell with their friends afterwards. Booth said in a statement, the games I create center around people working together to survive and thrive in fantastic worlds, which seems which seems an excellent fit for J.J. Abrams' approaching to movie making. As a huge fan of J.J.'s work, I'm incredibly excited by the unique opportunity to create something new at Bad Robot Games Studios in collaboration with the world-class talent at Bad Robot. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so he's just saying that like he's very, he very, very much is a fan of J.J. He's uh, ready to tell more stories. And that's what I mean. That's just kind of telling that uh, Bad Robot will be more involved in story-driven games. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which you- makes sense because J.J. is first a movie maker. Exactly. Yeah, you know? he's a storyteller. Yeah. Uh, and what this tells me is that there will be a ton of lens flare in all of his games. <laughs> hey, oh, J.J. loves his lens flares. He loves them. 
uh, much as I do uh, love buy drinks. Mm, yummy. Uh, but what do you think about all of this? I mean, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think they're clearly bringing someone on who is passionate about it and mm-hmm. he wants to be there and yeah. he's excited. I think it's good when everyone's excited and driven and I think it's a good step in the right direction. Yeah, he's bringing people from the industry to actually help him out. Yeah. Much like uh, Stadia did where they brought yeah. in you know, Jade Raymond and uh, yeah. other uh, veterans within the industry. When uh, you don't know exactly what to do, mm-hmm. you bring in someone who does. Exactly. So uh, applauding J.J. Abrams, bring in Michael Booth, who is also making Back for Blood, mm-hmm. which I really want to play. I can't wait to play Back for Blood. Uh, the The trailer for that at Game Awards looks so cool. I, I, can't, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, so that's our number three gaming news. Number two is about... Oh, that's a Halo Infinite. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? Uh, (laughs) Maybe I should read this. (laughs) I just got out of work. Uh, Halo Infinite, everybody. Uh, They put out, well, 343, I should say. 343 put out a massive blog post uh, detailing why they are not really delaying. Because it was already delayed indefinitely, but now they put out a new delay. I guess deadline, <laughs> another deadline, but a new release date, mm-hmm. fall 2021. Yeah. A whole nother year, everybody, for Halo Infinite. And after seeing that footage uh, for the first time, uh, no one's really complaining that it's taking yeah. another year. So uh, it's pretty interesting, but I want to read one quote from this massive blog post. By the way, all the articles will be linked down below in the description if you want to read for yourself. Uh, but there's one interesting thing in here about microtransactions in halo infinite so there's a lot of things in this blog post that that details you know hey we're delaying it to fall 2021 uh there's going to be a lot more graphical fidelity in fact uh if you're watching the video version uh this is a screenshot on the blog post of their new uh upgraded visuals within the game nice so they all link uh images if you're listening on audio you can click that link click that uh, click that link uh and check it out for yourself but then they get down to uh, the multiplayer will be free to play. Mm. And with that, there's going to be microtransactions, of course. But there's not going to be any loot boxes. Mm. So there's not going to be any gambling with it. So that brings us to this quote, uh, which is in very tiny text. Say, I'm so sorry. Tiny. Uh, who says, oh, my goodness. Can I read this? I will. Okay. Going to go up close. Here we are. Uh, saying, yes, being free to play does mean that there will be some premium cosmetics, but players will still obtain tons of customization content through things like playing campaign uh, challenges, skills, special events, legacy rewards, such as uh, Halo 5, uh, SR152 reward, uh, the progression system, and more. We will always provide value for pure engagement and simply playing the game. We believe that providing value isn't exclusive to monetary transactions, and it's also about making sure that you're properly rewarded for the time you are investing into the game. Players that may uh, players that play free will be able to unlock items across a multitude of different customization types to allow them to represent themselves in game. So what uh, he's basically saying here is that yes, there will be microtransactions. Yes, there will be premium cosmetics. However, um. You can unlock them just playing the campaign. You can unlock them just in your progression 
throughout the thing. Like you can purchase them. There is an option. Like you don't want to play through the campaign, uh, pay money, go ahead. But if you if you want to go ahead and play the game and unlock it in a progression, that's up to you. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty cool system. What do you think? No, I think that's great. I think that's mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're doing that because it hasn't been like that in so long. Yeah, and I I do like the way Fortnite puts it out because you can buy a battle pass and there is ways to unlock the systems and in the battle pass you can unlock enough currency where you don't have to buy the battle pass again. You can just use the V-Bucks that you earned in game to buy mm-hmm. the next battle pass. Um I don't think this will be anything like that, but I do think it will just unlock cosmetics like in Halo 5. I've never purchased in real game money for cosmetics in Halo 5, mm-hmm. and I've gotten so many just by playing the game. Yeah. And I like what he says is that he wants to make sure that the time you're investing, you're rewarded for. Exactly, and that's good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited for this, and I'm excited that it's waiting till fall 2021. What, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I mean, I was telling you when you told me this is that Yes, it's good that they're delaying it so that it looks good and it's mm-hmm. like the way it's supposed to be. But also, it's really bad that they need another year when it was supposed to come out like a month ago. Why don't we talk about Cyberpunk then? I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> um, oh, also, before we go into our number one gaming news, uh, sorry to say, uh, Craig the Brute is getting a uh, total makeover. He's not going to be a meme anymore. He's getting a complete makeover from hair to face, everything. Uh, rest in priest. <laughs> <laughs> rest in priest. Rest in peace, Craig the Brute. Anyways, I just got out of work. So that brings us to our final gaming news. And it's all about Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect, everybody. It's coming back. It's, it's it's here. And the rumors are saying that it's going to be taking place right after Mass Effect 3 and not Mass Effect Andromeda, which I found to be boring. I'm sorry. But uh, here's the thing. It's taking place after Mass Effect 3. Rumor saying. Oh, should I press the rumor alert? No. Okay. Uh, but here's the big news piece is that there's going to be veteran Mass Effect writers and multiple other people that are coming back for this project. That's right, everybody. Uh, this is amazing because of this quote. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read this out here. So before I get started with this quote, I, I should say the names of these. So uh, a lot of people are just a really just on edge because Casey Hudson left, mm-hmm. Mark Dara left, Bioware. And these are the lifeblood of Bioware. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are thinking like, well, if there's going to be a new Mass Effect, these are the creative designers behind it. Who's going to create it? Like, it's not going to feel the same. And here goes uh, Mr. Gamble, Mr. Mike Gamble, uh, who is the project manager behind this game, saying that, uh, I, I forget the names, uh, Dusty, thank you, Adam. Dusty Everman and uh, Parrish Lay, who are original narrative writers, mm. narrative designers behind the Mass Effect trilogy. And I believe, if I'm correct, Dusty Everman was also the narrative designer for Andromeda. And Parrish Lay was also the trilogy. He didn't do, or uh, I'm stupid. Anyways, uh, anyways, so I'm going to read this quote here. So, the quote reads, Gamble adds that there are there are more ex-Bioware developers returning for the new game. Ex-Bioware developers. And explains, we've heard what Mass Effect means to you. 
While they've named, uh, while they've remained at Bioware, Gamble also points out that the original Mass Effect art designer Derek Watts and programmer and designer Brennan Holmes are part of the new team. So this is fantastic. There's going to be multiple people who have the heart behind Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. Mike Gamble's going to be a part of it. Unfortunately, Casey Hudson won't. Unfortunately, Mark Dara won't be a part of it. Uh, And it sucks that Mark Dara left because Dragon Age was just revealed. So, well, not revealed, but shown a little bit more. Um, But, uh, and it's going to be a little bit odd. But at the same time, we've got some veterans to the series that are coming back for the system. Uh, So I think it's uh, fantastic. And I think that a lot of people who love Mass Effect of old are going to absolutely adore this decision uh, that all these people who are ex-Bioware are coming back for this. So it, it just uh, it just paints a beautiful picture of hope for people who love the original Mass Effect trilogy. So, mm-hmm. uh, Liz, you love Mass Effect. What do you think? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I think this is good. I think it kind of shows that they learned a little bit from Andromeda. Yes. And they want to try and make up for it. Yeah. So. I, I personally didn't like Andromeda. I know a lot of people do enjoy the story, mm-hmm. but I just remember what a mess it was when it released. Yeah. And I think they're just trying to make up for that. Like cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four gaming news. Cyberpunk's a complete mess. Oh, goodness. So, uh, but yeah, I think this is exciting news. Uh, multiple other people are coming back for Mass Effect Project, and it, it's going to be a great game. I think mm-hmm. it is. I said it about Mass Effect and Drama, and it was wrong. Uh, but yeah, so that's the number three, uh, number one gaming news. For, so the top three gaming news, just to let you know, uh, Bad Robot Games assigns Michael Booth as general manager. What do you think about that? Do you think we're going to get another Left 4 Dead you know, kind of copy-paste thing? Or are we going to get a brand new game from Michael Booth? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. Uh, number two is that Halo Infinite is going to be delayed to fall 2021. Do you think this is the right decision? Uh, are you going to miss Craig the Brute? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. And number one is that multiple leads are going to be coming back for the Mass Effect project. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be Mass Effect 4. We don't know if it's going to be uh, after Andromeda. Nobody really knows at this point. It's just rumors at this point. Uh, but write your thoughts in the comments down below. Do you think it's going to be worse without Casey Hudson? Just write your thoughts in the comments down below. So... With all that said and done, I think it's time to bring on our guest. What do you think? Okay. I, I think it's time. Uh, Nick DiPaolo has been designing his game, uh, Adam's Ascending, for five years now. It just released Early Access. We're going to be talking with him uh, a little bit about his journey, mm-hmm. uh, what it's like being a developer, uh, the difference between uh, Early Access and full release. So let's just go ahead. Let's just bring him on. Let's bring our good friend, Nick DiPaolo. everybody we are back with our good friend game master uh, extraordinaire of adam sensing it's, it's nick DePaulo. we're back to it third time on the show yeah man. thank you for having oh no so problem cool. man uh i definitely want to get you on the show because you released adam sending early access uh how are you feeling right now are you feeling pumped for it or anxiety what are you feeling getting some sleep that's how it feels right <laughs> oh now. yeah i bet <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, feel feel great you know i always knew the project wasn't this like 
you know, massive, amazing, perfect thing. But I, it was always about like, okay, I have this deadline. I wanted to get it out. And, and it was always about just, yes, I hope people enjoy it and hope, uh, people uh take it all in um but it was always about just like i want to make a game and put it out there so with that said i'm totally happy with getting to this point um i know there's a lot more work in the back of my mind now that it's out there um that's like ticking it's like i gotta do that i gotta fix this i gotta do this so that's still there and present but it does feel good to be at the other end to say you know, to learn everything. Oh, how do you release a game on Steam? How do you create even a a, a build on Unity? How do you, you know, how do you code something? How do you do an update? Like, I think it's been just amazing just to experience Mm -hmm. all those check marks. So it's never, ever again in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, how do you release a game? How does a game work? Mm -hmm. How do updates work? I I have that wrap. So it feels good. feels good to be here getting some, a little bit of sleep at night, you know, uh, and, being in front of a computer for four or five hours coding away, it's like, oh, wow, I could lay back and relax. So it feels a little guilty sometimes, but it feels mm-hmm. good. It feels good. Got, good. got the other end. Now, you talked a little bit about um, you know, learning how to code, how to build up Unity. Uh, and that, and I think that's the most impressive part is that you going into this, uh, and this was five or six years ago that you started Adams and Seth thing. I think five, going to six. Going Next to year six. will be a bunch of updates, so it'll probably be six by next year yeah and so six years ago five or six years ago you just got the call to make a video game and and you were in hollywood before you were in uh production and you just felt this call like i i need to go make a video game and you kind of just went to uh, you know you went to california but you also had a family involved you know you you were married uh did you have your first child at the time uh when you started so what's crazy is the game has been on the journey of my being single to being in, well, being engaged is when the game started yeah. then being, and then I think it was a year or two later having our first kid and then, you know, then buying the, so the game's been around through the whole process of like, Oh, we bought our first house. We got married. Oh, we had our first child. Wow. Oh, now we had our set. Of second or twins that came into this world so the game's been part of this whole Mm -hmm. crazy journey and i think it's it's just uh been insane timing too because if i started today i would never be able to do it i needed first year is all about like oh i have eight hours to do whatever i want in my free time let me learn Mm -hmm. how to code you know so i would have never been able to do it now so yeah talk about whatever you get that calling in your heart to go do do it uh, yeah. Even if you don't understand it fully, because there's moments and seasons that you're supposed to do that um, and, and don't hold back. So, yeah, it was that calling that just came and then moved on onto it. I know I'm already rambling, but I hopefully answered that question. Well, yeah, I was going to even ask you. Uh, and that's that's actually your answer actually brings me to uh, my my actual question um, is that now that it's gone through your entire journey of being single to engaged, to married, to having your first kid to your twins. Uh, now you're saying that, you know, if you started right now, it would be much more difficult. And I think my first question for you is the balance that you've come in your dream to make a video game. And that's that's what I want to ask you is that through this whole lifestyle change, there's so many different seasons of life. How did you balance all of that? How did you balance going through life while also following your dream? Mm-hmm. Uh, w- what are your thoughts on that? 
Uh, I think, yeah, the way to balance life while following your dreams, I think it really just comes down to, I think I've mentioned this previously, I mentioned it to people is like putting your, setting your priorities, you know, and, um, you know, obviously family should be your first priority, uh, but it was always a balance of time with, like you guys are doing with, you know, it's podcasts and then work and, you know, so it's the same, same scenario where it's just, all right, now I'm going to go to work and then I'll come back from work and work for a couple hours in the game and then spend time with family or the wife at the time yes. in the beginnings. Just really setting goals uh, and mm-hmm. staying consistent. I think whether you want to be a millionaire or make a game or build a house or whatever it is, like you just have to set goals and then start um, being consistent. I think mm-hmm. that's the key. Um, and not being around the bush is really just like, all right, I have to put my time in. Um, and even now with future updates that are coming with the game, I have to, I've already got a schedule in my head where it's like, all right, I got to start doing this, 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 to get to this, to be able to send an update. So balancing a podcast and family and gaming. Mm-hmm. And this is like what you have to be accustomed to. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just normal. So yeah, just setting goals and times I think is key. And yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I love how you mentioned that family needs to be first. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think we've said this to our audience before is that, Sure, we can do a million other things for content, yeah. but you know we need time to be a married couple. We need mm-hmm. time to actually build our marriage because at the end of it, let's say we get to that hundred uh, hundred thousand subscriber count. Mm-hmm. But if by the end of that we're more coworkers than a married couple, then yeah. what did we actually do it for? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. But I think that's setting that priority. I I love it, and and that's the reason why I wanted to ask you that is because you know starting off this conversation, being a debut game developer, uh, you set goals, but you also set priorities, mm-hmm. and I think that's first and foremost. Uh, now I want to go into a little bit of my second question because I feel like uh, every time you've come on, we we've, we've talked about. Uh, your passion and your priorities. So if mm-hmm. you want to you know, hear more from Nick, definitely check out our previous episodes with him, uh, which, by the way, you are our first video guest. Uh, I just found that out. You were the first one we actually did a video yeah. podcast for. So milestones here. <laughs> uh, now, I want to ask you, uh, with your social media presence, uh, and, and, and again, you know, not everybody can be a social media connoisseur. You can only put out so many updates before you just, you know, you can't focus on that. You have to focus on the thing you're actually doing. But in your social media presence, right, you've constantly put out updates about your game development. You, you've shared it on Instagram. You've shared it on Twitter. Uh, and with that, you've come under, you know, let's say, feedback right a little feedback here and there uh now i want to ask you uh as a debut game developer how did you differentiate actual feedback versus trolls what what was your guideline for that uh i think it's tough you i think even troll feedback has to be taken into account uh Hmm. Uh, and you have to just analyze it and say, okay, even if it's troll feedback, it's still feedback. Uh, and sometimes even the loudest customer that says your product sucks or your product's awesome, you have to listen to both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're something that you can't see. Uh, I think when it comes down to like personality stuff, I think if someone starts railing on you or about like, you know, your faith or you're, you're always smiling and happy or something <laughs> along those lines, that's whatever. You just ignore that. But yeah. um uh, but anything critical with the game, you know, you take into account. I got some great feedback, saw some great, um, you know, and 
yeah, like some some feedback will just be uh, individuals that might not fully get the entire, let's say for the game, the entire experience that they're supposed to receive. So they don't sure. uh, mm-hmm. that maybe they've come across something or they've got stuck themselves and they take that frustration out on on the game or the developer. Um, but that's still feedback for me to say, OK, this is how I could improve this overall game, uh, mm-hmm. make this easier for these types of players instead of those types of players. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just take it all in. You know, I think call them players, call them customers, call them people who enjoy your experience. You have to listen to it all. Um, you know, and I always, you know, I, I'm all about the the word of God. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and even the Bible says, you know, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but take the counsel of many, you know, like, mm. so if, if it's okay to sit around a table and be like, oh, what do you think about this, 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 this? And even if nine out of the 10 disagree with you, it's important to analyze all mm-hmm. that and, and to soak up that counsel uh, and that mm. not gaming, no pun intended, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, take that wisdom in from everybody and to, to analyze and go for it. So yeah, I, I enjoy it all. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm humbled to even be the way I see it. And I'll leave it at this is the way I see it as I always go, man, I have a game out that I got someone to rip it or, or say it was great. Yeah. Cool. Like even being at that moment, that's like joyful mm-hmm. for me. And it's just like, cool. I made a game that someone actually really likes or actually really hates. Fantastic. I, yeah. I did. It. So it's, yeah. uh, I always go back to, you know, I don't watch wrestling, but I love the aspect of wrestling where they always talk about, you know, if you're a heel, which is a bad guy in wrestling or a good guy, if you could get a reaction from the crowd, you've done your job. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to, whether you're doing podcast gaming, if you get a reaction, that mm. means you're creating something, whether people are hating it mm. and then you will know, OK, why are they hating this? And you lean into the opposite side of that mm-hmm. uh, or they're liking it. So reactions are great uh, means you you put some fingerprint into the world. Uh, if you get no reaction, then there's. Mm. Something that that for me with posting, uh, again, I'm rambling, but for me for posting, it's always that if you get a reaction, it's like, okay, this thing that I did a little different, got a different reaction. Let's continue to lead down that Mm. road to see what happens. Uh, And then you see it kind of snowball and you're like, oh, okay. And it's data. Mm. You just take that data and you keep, keep growing it. So that's the way I approach it is just, you know, enjoy it all no Mm. matter what. I kind of have a an uh, an off the head kind of a question for you. Then uh, talking, yeah. uh, just listening to you talk. Now uh, there is like some people on YouTube who are playing the early access version of Adam's Ascending, and uh, by the way, if you haven't yet, it's on Steam. Definitely check it out. Uh, I will say there's a Skyrim reference to it. So if you're a fan of Skyrim, I mean, why aren't you playing it? Um, but oh, by the way, before I forget. Uh, am I right to think that uh, Volt Supreme was the voice of the father in the woods? Yes, okay. he's the father in all of it. Even okay, Volt good. asked me, "Well, you know," and this this is a great uh, bringing it back to the criticism. I got some criticism that said, "Oh, well, why is this father's voice completely different than the the son's voice?" Yeah, uh, accent wise, and the whole point is, uh, you know, the game is a paraphrase uh, and. Um, along the the biblical side of things where you know are we're all children of god mm-hmm. even though god is our father uh we're all different whether someone believes who is from from italy or from ireland and has different accents 
that in, in my world and my belief, that's still my father. And we all have the same father, but we're all mm. different children. So that's mm. kind of, you know, Volts kind of reached out to me with the same things like, well, my accent's different from yours. <laughs> I was like, well, the kid's adopted, just like we are adopted to Christ. Uh, and the the father, there, there's the game's deeper. And I definitely have to help that get out more with future updates and, and making the story come across a lot more impactful. But, you know, that's what's behind the, the language stuff mm. with the uh voiceover uh so, but yeah it is volts uh yeah. he represents my father and, uh, <laughs> i mean i loved I, it i heard it right away because you know of course we've had yeah. volts on and uh he is actually the designer behind the uh intro music to games and groceries so yes. uh definitely check out his stuff but you know of course from his own podcast you know i listened to it and then i just heard the father i was like that's volts that's straight up <laughs> volts like that I, I knew it um but yeah, uh, that yo, before I, that, I wanted to ask. Uh, that you before. were asking a question. Anyways, back on topic. Uh, so, does that give you any kind of anxiety to watch people play it? Is it almost like you put something out there and you feel like that's that's like your baby almost, and you don't want people to criticize it too much, or do you enjoy watching people uh, play it? Uh, what are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's it's one of the scariest with doing movies back in the day. It's like the same thing when you work on a movie for a year or a game for five years and you put it out there. It's it's the most a beautiful feeling in the world that you could sense. And I'm talking about the game and the and making movies when you create something, you could sense every fiber of the individual viewing or playing your experience. Like you mm. could sense everything that should be different and everything that kind of works and you're like okay well they got that oh they didn't get that and it's super heightened and yeah. i think it's one of those fantastic feelings like honestly five years of game development to you know i always look at the negative to be able to make things better so finding a couple couple uh negative responses sorry uh <laughs> again uh <laughs> finding a couple negative responses uh with the game has definitely been exciting to watch just to mm -hmm. be able to and make a whole note of feed notes of feedback saying, mm -hmm. okay, this is what the update's getting. This is what, yes, that needs to be adjusted. And then there's some things that people come across as like, well, that's not the creator's fault. This is more of the player's fault. Um, but you have to still try to improve that experience for them. Um, but yeah, it's been fantastic. I think you're, you're the most open, your heart and your soul is yeah. completely open as you view somebody enjoying it or criticizing it. And it's, that's growth. I would say even in our personal lives, I wish people would, you know, I wish we would ask people more often like, Hey, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? And yeah, mm -hmm. and get feedback from people because that's how you grow and you become stronger that way. So yeah, it's been fantastic. Again, I'm, I'm experienced this, uh, forgive my language as a virgin game developer <laughs> for the first time. So it's, I'm just soaking it all in and, and enjoying the, the feedback and the ups and the downs mm -hmm. and the hiccups with the whole process. And it's just, and I, and, and again, I always rewind. And I go, man, look at Rockstar's first game. Look at, mm. uh, look at, um, why am I going blank? Oh, Bungie. Like Bungie oh, yeah. started mm -hmm. off with just like nothing, you know, a little uh, rough, really, I think first person game or third person, whatever. Every game studio has started like extremely rough in its time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just see it as that. I'm like, this is the 10 year journey, you know, like I got the first thing done and now want to update it and keep working and see what happens next. So I, yeah. I, you know, it's been great. It's been fantastic every step of the way. Now I have another question to ask you. 
Uh, yeah. Before we get into uh, the community questions, uh, by community, I mean Nikki. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to ask you, uh, now that you put this out in the world, and I do appreciate your answer there, that it, it does make you feel open. It does make you feel uh, a little bit stressed out that this is, you know, I you want people to understand that this is the early access version of it, and it's not your final product, so you're still yeah. growing in it. Uh, and that's what I kind of want to ask you. That's why I want to transition into why did you decide to release Adam's Ascending in early access rather than just wait for a full release? And, I, and I'm just curious about your answer for that. Yeah, I think, number one, more on the uh, technical and creative side of things, it's it's better, like, early access is going to be the best QA testing you could possibly ever mm -hmm. do. You could go mm -hmm. through tons of QA testing, but it's never going to give you the, the raw, real feedback ever. True. Um, but the biggest thing was, you know, the game always was about just being on an island, go around the whole island and get to the center of it. Um, but as as it developed, like every first time developer, oh, I want to add this, I want to do this, or it's going to mm -hmm. go this way. And it's only natural because I've even heard professional game developers say, like GoldenEye for 64, if you've ever played that, you know, <laughs> yeah. originally was a, a shooter on rails for like the arcade. It was mm -hmm. like an arcade shooter like huh. all you can control it and it went from that to what it is and that's why some of the controls have you like hold down i think was it the r button on top and like then you could pivot oh. and so it's kind of mm. those that every game evolves like that so with adam's ascending it was like all right i want to make this game and get that experience but as i got to the five-year marker and obviously probably three of those years was learning how to really be a developer probably mm -hmm. yeah. um it really came down to okay to get this as a fully fledged, complete, you know, experience with all three episodes is going to take a while. And I'd rather put out it as an episode one, one, because you could work on something forever. And then by the time you do put it out there, games have evolved so much that it's like outdated. Uh, so it's, it's very important too to kind of put it out there in early access one to get feedback. And I think all the feedback that has come back, I've been like, mm. perfect. I would never make full game, and then receive this feedback. It's so good to get this feedback now. And then as I move mm -hmm. forward, as move, oh. integrate this into the game, into what the other episodes will be. Uh, if there's obviously a, a big backing for it or continued growth, which there has been. So, um, so yeah, that's the biggest reason. And then just to be able to have like a pause moment to be like, all right, it's out. I did this. Mm -hmm. Now let's analyze, improve graphical performance, UI, you know, things that need to mm -hmm. be added in there and, and, really have a great foundation that people one day could hopefully play episode one early access and say, man, this is fantastic. Yeah. Give me, you know, no hiccups, give me episode two. And then it's like, all right, let's shift gears. Now we got, we got episode one, the way it's supposed to be from day one. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the business side of why I wanted to go uh, that route. And, um, and people don't realize that you're getting it for cheaper because if the game was fully out there, I know it's a little up there in price uh, for what it is, but if it was, all out there, it'd probably be a lot more. So for, as early access, you're getting an early entry into an early price that eventually gives you all that other stuff down the line. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, more of a learning experience of why I wanted to go that route. Hopefully that answered. Um, no, kind of it, -winded it does. Answer. Because like, uh, again, as you were talking, all I kept thinking about was uh, the difference between the, the content we put out and the content you put out is that for us, it's pretty much early access weekly. 
You know, uh, we yeah. always put out content here and there and just fix it there. We've had trolls before saying like, oh, this this guy is uh, super energetic. Mm -hmm. And I've had that before. Uh, but that's that's how I can grow. I can grow weekly versus yeah. content that you put out. You have to keep building, building, building until you finally put out a big early access and get yeah. all the feedback kind of flooding in from there and then yeah. take it all in. It's it's us is a slow burn. Yours is just burn pretty much yeah <laughs> like, um, absolutely yeah and, and i like what he says like it's just something you take on to the next episode mm -hmm. uh do you think you've gotten uh, some good feedback so far or like uh, what's your been what that what has been your experience good job adam what has been your experience so far in your early access i think it's been great obviously there's some things that definitely need to be improved um definitely have to be improved and that they will be coming soon um but i it's been fantastic to put it out there because now when i jump back onto it it's going to be i know what i need to tackle and what to improve and there's always little things like oh whoa i didn't notice that that could happen if you did that okay you know and that's early access you know um and some games like Fortnite will be almost a pretty much complete game and be in still in early access yeah. for a long time it's it's one of those things that says, hey, this is not perfect. This is your part of the development. That's what early access is about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what I hope people understand. But some people don't. So it's just like uh, yeah. that's just normal how it is. You know, and it's like cyberpunk is a big example of that coming out. It's it's yeah. seeing a bunch of hiccups like this is yeah. a multimillion dollar company. And they're over seven dealing, years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dealing with like multi-console generations and you know issue and i see the ps4 and xbox builds and i'm like i understand i'm like that's that's like you can't do anything about that mm -hmm. right now and it's always about hey just put it out there mm -hmm. see what really is the issue and then we'll work on it and make it better mm. if i 100 gamers don't realize that they would be infuriated if they're like we're putting this off for another year then everybody would be like, ah, you know, like more crunch, you're screwing your employees and it'll you know, just keep going and going. Yeah. It's better to put it out there and make everybody like, ah, it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the same thing with Adam's Ascending and then just like build on what you have and, and make it great. Yeah. Um, that's what it was always about right now for me with the early access. Yeah, um, no, it's a lot interesting because uh, there's news that came out um, that we talked about in this uh, episode is that uh, Halo Infinite was delayed another year to fall 2021. And a lot of people were just thinking like, man, why didn't you? But that's a good point by Cyberpunk saying that this is just a mess. Wait for it. But at least people actually have it and can report mm -hmm. on it and actually yeah. buy into it if they so choose to versus Halo Infinite. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody has it. That, that's a good point. Interesting. Yeah, I think in a year from now, like, obviously, there's a big hype. People who want Cyberpunk are going to get, like, I want Infinite so bad. When it comes, yeah. I'm getting it. You know, like, exactly. For, it's like, it is what it is. People who want Cyberpunk will get it. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where in a year, just like with Witcher, I remember if you watch some Digital Foundry stuff, they mm. break down everything. Like, The Witcher 3, when it was released, was a hot mess. That's but, true. You know, over a year, it became this, like, super smooth experience and all oh, is the greatest game of one of the greatest games of all time. Here's a special edition version. Mm -hmm. It's like here from now, uh, cyberpunk's going to continue to get improvements, the uh, next gen graphical updates, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And people are going to be like, well, now it's a good game. Great. Good job. <laughs> they're yeah. going to forget. Yeah. They're yeah. going to forget all the, uh, the problems they had with it. And that's, that's gamers for us. So it's just like, uh, exactly. you know, we love the 
complain ah, and then but we still play it and so yeah. it's uh it's, that's gamer uh, culture man mm-hmm. it's amazing. yeah it's it's crazy which i'm i'm putting out the next uh coffee games episode uh should games be bug free before they release but you know that's your little uh hinty who about <laughs> the next coffee games but uh Nick, I want to actually ask you some questions from social media questions. Instead of social media answers, we asked you on social media, what is a question you might ask a debut game developer? Uh, All four questions came from Nikki. And that's all right, because Nikki is a gem amongst podcasters. So thank you, Nikki. Uh, So I want to get into these uh, questions. And uh, Nikki's very curious. I'm going to... um, I'm going to put together the first two questions by saying, what is the easiest part of making a game? And what is the hardest part about making a game? Uh, and I want to bring it to you. Uh, Since he's the only one who can answer. I think so. And <laughs> and I will. I thought, what's that? I think we could all answer this. When, yeah. I, when I answer, you're going to be like, yeah, that's true. I hope. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, and I wouldn't even add to that. What's the easiest? What's the hardest? And do you think that there? I'll I'll add to it. Do you think that there's um, extremes to that point? Do you think there's an extreme easy, and do you think there's an extreme hard part to game development? What do you think? So I'll answer the first part. Yeah. What's the easiest? I think this is life in general. Is like having the vision of like this is what I want to do. This mm-hmm. is yeah. what it's. This is where I'm gonna go. It's so easy to say it, and I mm-hmm. think and the hardest is okay, walk it out. Now do it. Now do those things that you want to do. And I think that's life too. It's like, oh, I want to move and I want to go live in the Bahamas and how how can I get the money to get there and where am I going to live? You know, it's like, so I think, yeah, it's easy to think of the vision. Like literally I always say Adam Sending was like a dream I had of like literally woke up. I'm like, oh, I saw an island with a center and you'd got to get to the center. So it's like, the vision is easy, not easy, but um, it's there. Uh, and then f- fleshing it all out, I think, is the challenge of getting to the end goal. And again, that's the same thing if you're chasing your dreams in life. It's the mm-hmm. same parallel. Um, and then I think, yeah, is there, uh, you were saying, what, is there like an extreme for each? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I bring up cyberpunk because it kind of aggravates mm-hmm. me how people see things and they're like, Oh, how can you release this? And how could it be out there? And it's like, it's not that easy. So mm-hmm. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, I think the extreme side of easy is like, yeah, it's just the game. Let's just uh, build it. We, we could do it. We could do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we could do yeah. that. And, or you could find someone who could do that. Let's go. Like that's the extreme side of it. And then I think the extreme of the hard side is like overanalyzing everything and thinking like, Okay, well, we can't get to step one till we get step mini steps three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and A and B done first. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, and I think you could sit there and never start either. So I think you have to find that middle ground where it's like, oh, this is a vision. I'm going to go do it. And then, like, oh, well, this is hard, but uh, I'm still going to go do it. So it's, it's, it's finding me. As always, it's the balance of family and doing your dream, it's the balance of easy and hard side of games. It's it's always a balance, you know. everything it's like i'm literally in the process of buying a house and it's like do i do it this way or do i go for that one or you know it's like do i go to this extreme or this this you know like Hmm. there's so many factors with life in general so i think it's it's a totally a life uh message too so yeah yeah, it's it's easy to say it it's hard to do it so Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. those are the sides of it thank you for that question i like it it was a good it made me think about my whole journey like yeah 
I remember saying it. And then you, mm-hmm. you go do it, you deal with some like game crashing bugs that make mm-hmm. you fall to your crying, which I, I've happened to me before. And you're just like, oh. mm-hmm. so you deal with the hard stuff too. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, it really makes me think. And like you said, the easiest part is actually saying it. Uh, and as a small YouTuber, of course, of course, my goal is to do yeah. this enough to pay bills, not yeah. even like, yeah. oh, enough to make it. No, just enough to pay my rent. Um, but that's the thing is that it's easy to just say it. And I'm always in the small YouTuber groups mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, you know, what, what, what's the phrase they always use? Uh, a rise and grind is what they use, like yeah. rise and grind. And it's all just like motivational talk, mm-hmm. but it's no walking. Uh, yeah. it's always people just saying, uh, oh, you know, this is my, this is my dream. This is my passion. I, it's everybody's dream and passion. If you're, if you're literally doing it, then it's your dream and passion. But yeah. are you actually doing it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I would, yeah, go for it. No, 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 no. Always podcasts, games, dreams. It's like, just try experiment. Like yeah. that's the key. Like I like for the five years, even on the social media side, like, all right, posting like this five years ago and then posting like this. Oh, wow. I've seen an uptick in this and that and this. So it's like you just got to experiment. Same thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to do a game. OK, before I want to do a, a full game. Now it's early access. Forget it. Who cares? Just go like just do it. Throw yeah. everything at the wall. Mm-hmm. And then like prime example examples like Among Us, which uh, if you mm. heard of it. Yeah. Obviously most people. But uh, right. but like not a game that came out today, not a game that came out in 2020. This is a game that's been released, I think, over two years ago. Yeah, 2018. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And just started picking up steam. So it just shows like you just throw everything at the wall, man. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to exp- not to say you try in it because it's not working doesn't mean it's good. But in from that day one where they released mm-hmm. till probably this year where it exploded, mm-hmm. It was the perfect environment. It was it was COVID. Everybody's at home. You got the right streamer to probably play it, and it just exploded. So mm-hmm. it's like there was probably a lot of steps that went back and forth to get that to that point. And that's what you have to do in your own life: just experiment and try and try and try. And if you want to make it, that's what it takes. Like I went from doing films to working on the tech side to working and having fun on the side for doing games and. So it's like you have to evolve. You have exactly. To, that's yeah. That's where you find out what your like true passion is and your 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 strength, your muscle to to move forward. Mm-hmm. So that's my advice and wisdom. Yeah, I like and I and I like what you're saying is that pretty much don't be stagnant is pretty <laughs> much your your uh, your vision here. Uh, even even looking at the channel, we're even you know doing little powwows between me and Elizabeth. Um, it's not done yet. Like it's still like so many steps and what, what experiment are we going to do next? That's actually going to not only, uh, work, but something that you can actually do be realistic mm-hmm. in your whole life schedule. Uh, we don't have a set of twins, so I think we have more time than Nick DiPaolo has, but, <laughs> uh, but it's still just like, be realistic with your yeah. life goals. I think, uh, yeah, now, man. Uh, maybe you guys can start it up when COVID's done, but I'm ready to launch a podcast that's, uh, and if anybody takes this idea, please involve me, but ready to start a podcast, freaking throw a bunch of games in a car, set up a screen in the car, pick up random people and have them experience a wonderful uh, game experience. And then talk to them, have a podcast while you're driving. They're in the backseat and 
in a little cool entertainment place playing the game and you could just talk to him. Hey, have you played games? What do you think about this? <laughs> Maybe you get a super passionate person, ask them some questions about a game or somebody who's completely never played a game. I think that's the stuff that people love. They want to experience things that they've never had before. So that's an idea I'm going to start messing around with students. It's just like podcast, fun, uh, dive into people's I give it to you guys to start it up. So I'll, uh, uh, but that's the stuff that gets me excited. Like just thinking random, crazy. Yeah. Um, hey man, Seinfeld comedians and cars driving, drinking coffee, whatever. It's like, yeah. it's, I always, it's like so random, but that's a podcast about comedians drinking coffee and driving around. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, that's the era we're in. Just try different things, experiment. So, uh, mm. but yeah, I'm, I'm rambling again as always. Oh, yeah. So thank you. And I got two more questions from Nikki that I'm also going to put together here. Um, she asks two more questions. What is your least favorite task and how do you stay motivated? And I'm, so, I'm going to combine the two by asking, what is your least favorite task in the terms of how does it spiritually deteriorate you, right? And how do you stay motivated through doing that least favorite task? How do you keep on uh, climbing the mountain that is game development? So what do you think about that? I think the least favorite task is definitely like um, just grinding away at the same thing and wanting to move on, but knowing mm -hmm. that you have. And again, I bring it back to the dream in everybody's life. It's sometimes we're in seasons that you're just like, you have to stay put and wait for the door to open. So it's the mm -hmm. same thing where I think that's the challenging, most challenging for me when I'm working on a game the game is just like, man, I want to move to the next thing or the next level yeah. and sometimes i'd be so stale in one level just like stuck on a level for like three weeks and just like oh can i see some other environment please or yeah. some other mm -hmm. you know thing uh but the way you get through it is just you're finding i guess i try to find and i think we do it in our jobs i think we do it everywhere it's just like find the little things in those annoying tasks to make better mm. you know mm -hmm. it's like even even if it's super small but like hmm we could improve that i find that in, exciting and in a challenge let me see how i could improve this part of me making games or oh this is how a door used to open a year ago in the game let me try to figure out a new way to code hmm. to make a trigger open up a door differently you know it's mm -hmm. like and you become more efficient and 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 faster sorry uh, and faster and uh and more in impactful in what you do so i think in those hard moments in life or in game development just find those things to try to improve the process like while you're in digging the hole uh mm -hmm. try to find a better shovel i guess or a mm. better way to to shovel the dirt um so oh. yeah sorry about that again there we go family life uh yeah, right. but uh but yeah that's the that's definitely the answer to to the question on my end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is that, uh, staying motivated to find new tools to, to put forward. In fact, um, even thinking about that each time you're on the podcast, we improved in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just about to say, you're the first person we did video with and your video is out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye Nick. Yeah. Uh, there we go. But yeah, Sorry, no, everybody. no, you're good, man. Uh, but yeah, like the very first time you were on, that's the first time we started a video podcast. And then the next time you were on, we were in a little corner, you know, made a bigger set. And now the third time you're on, we're actually 
getting your video. There's yeah. uh, colors in the background. So yeah. it's each time just uh, chipping away, you know, finding a different way to improve. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there's different things where you're just saying, you know, I'm working on the same thing over and over again. I'll never make improvements. I'll never make it or blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But uh, and each time it's supposed to be a life lesson, you know, how can I improve today rather mm -hmm. than how can I improve in the big picture? Uh, but I like what you have to say. Um, uh, unfortunately, that's all of Nikki's questions. I'm sure she would ask you a lot more. But uh, but yeah, that's social media questions. If you want to follow us on social media at Gaming Groceries on Twitter, Games Groceries, all one word on Instagram or on Facebook. You just find us on Facebook. Uh, and, uh, you know, I will ask you a question about the discussion. and You can be a part of the discussion. Mm -hmm. So bringing it back to uh, one of my last questions for you is that uh, talking about your game development for Adam's Ascending, uh, what are your plans for the future? Are you just going to be focusing on Adam's Ascending? Do you have ideas for a sequel or even a new IP? Uh, I want to hear your thoughts about the future. Yeah, I think the future, first off, is going to be probably rolling out some updates soon uh, and then going into 2021 with like, all right, this is way better, you know, type of vibe. Mm -hmm. And then I think, honestly... I want to take what I have and just to see what happens and like shop it around as more of like a prototype and bring it to some publishers and, and say, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. like this is what we have with, with nothing. Uh, do you want to help? You know, and, and yeah. see what we could do with that. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes you, know, you might get, get something hooked into it and it's like, Whoa, becomes a, a huge franchise if it has the right uh, power behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's like the next goal. And then we'll see how the update does with some different marketing attached to it. And, and and then I have tons of ideas and I think they're in completely different directions for future projects. I think something a lot more lighthearted, a lot more fun and mm -hmm. much simpler to do in the sense of like, hey, I want to do like three month turnaround time and make something mm -hmm. fun. Something that will probably still be early access, but just something more about in the future depending on how Adam's sending goes, but more in the future about, hey, let's throw, like we just mentioned, different unique experiences mm -hmm. out there. Mm. Let's see if etches or something really picks up steam because of, um, you know, because it's different and yeah. and then go, hey, picked up steam, let's go with it, you know, and, and, and you know, and massive companies and studios do the same thing. They throw out mm. full-fledged and then they become franchises, like mm -hmm. a college be used to be just one call of duty like hey this is our new game called call of duty you know yeah. and then it's like well, picked up let's make it a franchise for a freaking decade so yeah. uh, like it's it's those things and as as like a solo developer i definitely want to experiment with different ideas um because now i feel like i have a great a base of knowing how to build at least a, a working game uh you could say that i guess and then like take that and and use it into something else um but yeah a lot of fun ideas i got brewing simple yeah. exciting what this is cool okay mm -hmm. and nothing i think extreme to the to the place of because i've seen how much work it takes to get more of like an adult ex fully fledged experience out so mm -hmm. i think i want to go something more lighthearted and relaxed and laid back mm -hmm. and you know that people will love to to mess around with so um mm -hmm. yeah that's what the future holds who knows things i didn't know i was moving to seattle two years ago so things always adjust yeah. and shift and, and and move uh so it's we'll see how things move you know yeah. move forward so i did want to ask your opinion um, 
about something. So you want to bring out the publishers and uh, you are moving to Seattle, as you said, so near the headquarters of Xbox. And I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about uh, Game Pass? And would you ever be interested if offered the opportunity to put Adam's Ascending on Game Pass? What do you think? So, yeah, I think Game Pass is the future. I think, again, I don't care what anybody thinks. I think, you know, Amazon Luna, Stadia, you could rip these things. You could say they have no games. You could... I don't care. It's the future. It is where we're going. I think it's uh, fantastic for what Game Pass is doing in, in uh, Amazon Luna or and then just how it's developing into a streaming platform. And I think I was saying there's a lot of game developers out there that or game developers and gamers who, yes, we want that super crisp experience and, mm. you know, no issues. But I think that's coming through things like Game Pass and Stadia. Mm. And uh, as the audience grows, there's more of a market. And as that market grows, you're going to see the shift of games going in that direction. And all you need is one massive franchise to bring people over. Uh, let's say if Halo was coming to stadia or luna one day let's say yeah. like as an exclusive you would see everybody go Whoop, and yeah. it would just yeah like, well, I'm picking up i'm picking up luna because it's on uh, it's on that platform now so it's like obviously that won't happen yeah. but um uh, but i'm saying all you need is that type of first party amazing experience and you'll see the shift happen um and i think that's coming so yeah game pass fantastic i think Everyone's different age. And I'll say that one last thing about Game Pass and just like streaming services. Like I'm obsessed now with even after the game, I've been obsessed with just like, oh, I want to dive in, experience a quick game. Okay, that was great. Move on to the next. Mm. Uh, and I think as we go forward, you're going to get smaller and smaller and more bite-sized games. And yes, I would love to get Adam's Ascending on a Game Pass. Uh, you know, I've, I'm talking to a couple of the individuals there and I think... Uh, just need to get the game fleshed out a little bit more. Hmm. Um, and then we'll see what happens. I think that that's a prime example of like, all right, someone's paying 14 bucks a month. Like, oh, let me try this. Oh, yeah. it was cool. Okay. You know, like that's where mm -hmm. experiences like that could, sorry, that's how experiences like that could really uh, grow and evolve. Um, hopefully you heard my last sentence there. No, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's where the experience could grow and evolve. And uh, I think it's fantastic to hopefully get it there. Fingers crossed. You know, I'm going to be right. uh, down the street from Xbox. So maybe I'll just knock on the door and be like, hey, what's up? Knock, so, on, knock on Major uh, Larry, uh, Larry Herb. I, I couldn't remember his last name for some reason. Like, Larry Herb, come on now. Put, put my game on. <laughs> I'll reach out to him and send him an email or something. See if I can hunt him down. I think that's 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 definitely a plus. But yeah, I would love it. So yeah. Uh, I think in the years to come, we'll see a lot of cool evolution of everything. Hopefully I'm working on and, and just go from there. I think it's just the beginning, even though it's been five years, but yeah. it's, it's, I just see it as like five months. Like, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's, it, it went by pretty fast and next, next thing to come is huge. So there, I'll introduce you the whole world because she just walked in. My daughter, Isabella, say hi. Hi. <laughs> outside see that's the life you got to balance it's getting it's getting it's overwhelming now so it's yeah. just balanced so you're a busy guy i want to ask you one final question before we uh sign you out because you got a lot of family opportunities to do uh responsibilities i should say not yeah. opportunities <laughs> uh but talking finally about adam's ascending rolling out the red carpet 
Uh, where can we get it? Why should we invest into Adam's Ascending? And uh, that that's pretty much it. Like, why should people invest into Adam's Ascending in early access? So, yeah, Adam's Ascending early access. Again, I'm balancing the family life. So thank you for your yeah. patience. Uh, I think for me personally, I think it's it's all about I always see it as we're always asking for new games, new experiences, new types of things. And to me, that's where it comes down to. It's, it's obviously maybe somebody that's never heard of it, like what's this. But um, for me, it's always about investing in uh, an opportunity to one day grow, grow into something that's like a cyberpunk. So th mm. that's the way I see it for individuals out there who are, who are maybe, about to pull the trigger and maybe not to, I'd say more than anything, you're not pulling a trigger on the game. You're mm. pulling the trigger on something that could become for, for the opportunity to say, Hey, I was at the start of this company. I was at the start. Mm. I was, and I've, and I could physically see all the purchases and it's not like I can't count them. So it's really great to be at this level at the moment uh, to really just soak in all those people who have jumped in and, uh, and, and soak that. But I think it's like a Kickstarter. It's like you're investing in what a game or developer can be. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, that's the way I see it. And, and that's what I would tell people out there is just, uh, it's more of a heart project. Uh, and for the future, you're investing in the future of what things could be. So, yeah that hopefully that answered the question oh it definitely did um and i and i want to link uh your 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 that want to link your game i'm i'm tired too uh i want to link uh adam's ascending uh you can buy it on steam it will be linked in the description down below whether you're watching on audio or watching on video or listening on audio my goodness uh but uh nick you're you're a pretty busy guy so i want to let you go and uh be with your family but again man Thanks for coming on the show, and please, please consider uh, playing Adam's Ascending. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick, any final words before we sign off? Uh, please, as always, man, just everybody, chase your dreams. Listen to what's been put in your heart. Um, uh, whether you believe or not, prayer always opens doors. So put a seed of prayer in whatever you're doing and, and see the next door open. So, yeah, chase your dreams. Listen to what your, your soul's telling you, not not your heart, the two different things for sure. Uh, and, uh, just move forward in, and, and keep fighting the good fight. That's, uh, my positivity for the day. <laughs> right on, man. All right. I'll, but, I'll let thank you, you I'll let you go, man. Uh, we thank you for listening to this week's, uh, games of groceries podcast. We hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, be sure to follow Nick DiPaolo on, uh, all the social media pages. That I'll link down below. Mm -hmm. Uh, please remember to wear your mask out there and have a safe week. Bye. Bye.